BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Hello, hello, hello. podcast the daily show where i discuss news nonsense and my personal adventures each and every day of the work week hello to you all it's raining like hell for fuck's sake oh god i gotta fix this damn sweatshirt or else rick's gonna kick my ass and we just can't have that uh back at it another big face uh facebook marketplace purchase for the queen of the forest yesterday this is now the third set of bar stools that we have purchased from Facebook Marketplace for the exact same spot in the house. We had a set, and then those, for whatever reason, weren't appropriate, I guess. So what you do is you take the bar stools. And you bring them downstairs. And then you go on Facebook Marketplace. And you buy someone else's shit. And then you bring those in. And then you sit down on them. And immediately you realize that they suck. So then you can't like take them back. So you like wait until like enough time has passed and then you, you, you get rid of them. You bring them back. You bring them downstairs where the, where the first group is, which those were fine. And then you buy like another set of them. And then, uh, they get all fucked up. They're, they're wrong. In fact, the set that we have previous to the ones we have now, the one I'm talking about right now, they were actually like too low. You'd like be eating and your arms are up here. But, uh, hey, whatever. And then I got the uh, word yesterday. I'm in the front yard raking leaves, mowing mowing the grass. Oh, my God, what are you doing? What do you mean? We got to go. What's up? I told you. Now, she does this all the time. Uh, I don't recall this conversation. I told you. You never listen. What do you mean? We got to go get some bar stools. There's a guy in Holland who's selling them. I go, oh, of course. Off we go. These ones actually are perfect. Absolutely perfect. Now, 
The ones that we had there were way too low, like I indicated, but I was used to them. Now the ones that are actually the appropriate height, uh, I'm not. I'm not used to that. Nick brings up a great point. If only they made some tool to compare counter height to stool height. Oh, I know. I know. I'm with you. Like when she bought the previous set, I was like, you know, typically people measure. I mean, it's not like there's a standard for stool height. That they can't be any other height but stool height. But I just, I'm like, whatever. I'm not going to, you know, I can't be... I'm so damn busy. I can't be going around uh, figuring out stools. If someone wants to take the initiative to um, buy someone else's garbage, uh, that's fine. That's how the adventures happen. And then they wind up on the podcast. This is a business expense. Uh, we pull into this guy's neighborhood and it is swanky. It is nice. I'm like, this place is great. This is going to be awesome. We actually, uh, might be buying a decent product because whoever lives in this neighborhood, they've got some serious money. So. They might actually be getting rid of something that's pretty good. And boy, was I right. Um, so I back my poverty truck and I'm like, man, they're going to, the neighbors are going to think that I'm robbing these people. Dude opens the door. Nice guy. Um, as I walk up to the house, like he's got a massive, like a uh, front porch and he's got like, um, uh, brick columns on either side, uh, quite substantial. And at the bottom of these columns or pillars, uh, Bible verse, like in stone, like 10 commandments style, you know, with some uh, some some type of poetic Bible verse, I think it was Psalm fourteen seven. I think that's what I saw. Let me let me see if I can rem- Psalm fourteen seven. No, no, no. Because that says, "Oh, the salvation for Israel would come out of Zion," which is. Kind of interesting considering where we are in the world. But anyway, it was some it was some uh, psalm about uh, love and Jesus and home and forgiveness. I don't know. It was so this guy's he's you know outwardly expressing that. I would never dream of that, but this guy was all about it. Corey says Ezekiel 25, 17 is the only verse people should have. I don't know what that is. Okay, I'll play your silly game. Ezekiel 25, 17. Aha. Of course. 
That is uh, Jules from Pulp Fiction. And I will execute great vengeance upon them with furious rebukes. And they shall know that I am the Lord when I shall lay my vengeance upon them. Holy shit. You're not kidding. Kenny says Pulp Fiction, not a real verse. It's not. It says right here. Uh, BibleGateway.com says that Ezekiel 25.17. Okay, here you go. Ezekiel 25.17 is a passage of the Bible, but Quentin Tarantino rewrote it for Pulp Fiction. Uh, Nobody gave him shit about that? Rewriting the Bible? Taking God's word and rewriting it? Uh, yeah, I, I think the real one is, um, I don't know. Maybe it's not as flashy for Tarantino, which by the way, he's getting ready to make movie number 10. And now there's, of course he said (coughs) way back when, when he started making movies, how about that? He called a shot. Hey, I know I'm going to make great movies. So I'm only making 10. Uh, I love that. Corey says, I'm pretty sure it is real. You can look it up. No, that's not real. Tarantino rewrote the Bible. You know? So we go up to the house, give the guy our 50 bucks, take our chairs, and off we go. Now in my basement, I have one, two, three. I have, uh, let's see, three, six, nine. 10, I believe 10 stools in the basement. I'm going to have to get a, uh, a dumpster from a company that used to advertise on this show to uh, throw out stools. And then she says to me, do you want me to give these away on Facebook marketplace to somebody? And I go, well, I don't know about that. Yeah, I guess. But, you know, you know, when you give away shit, you're going to get the lowest of the low you're going to get. Okay. The only way I would be okay with that is if you just said, all right, we just dropped them in the middle of the Meyer parking lot. Go get them. I don't want some jackass, uh, showing up to my house to get my damn stools that I don't want anymore. You know, I, I want to keep the riffraff out of the neighborhood. I mean, I kind of already am the riffraff. Diane and I made a new friend yesterday, same period of time after she informed me we were going to get new stools. This nice lady comes walking down the street with a dog. Never seen her before. I'm mowing. I happen to have the mower off because I'm talking to Diane about the damn stools. She goes, oh my gosh, the lawn looks so nice. This lady's super friendly. I go, oh thank you so now i love all dogs and some people so i go up to pet the dog and uh this lady she's just a chatterbox um about our age and just i mean right away we hit it off 
Now, when I say hit it off, I'm meaning it's nice. It's a nice conversation, but I right away think that she wants to be best friends, like can hang out. And I don't know about you, but I'm not much of a hanger outer. Uh, she wants to invite Diana and I over for tea or something like that. And I'm like, Oh God. And then, uh, we got into the discussion. I found out where this person lives and, um, okay. This is what you would see typically when you drive by this person's residence. Uh, you'll notice that there's a flagpole and typically the flag on it will have like American flag that's like black and white with blue line. And then below that, you'll have American flag that's black and white with red line. And then they'll have another flagpole that says all lives matter. And then they'll have one taller than all the other ones that say uh, Trump won. And then a couple more flags that say, uh, uh, fuck, fuck Biden. Or, and then there's the, let's go Brandon mailbox. All they're missing is the Confederate fucking flag or whatever the fuck that is. General Lee flag. The flag that all Southerners love. Anybody want to tell Corey to shut the fuck up? Look at that. Five out of six messages. We don't need an update on your technical situation. You've got a yellow card. Nick says, don't forget the Gadsden flag. You know, the stupid yellow one with the dumb snake. Dave adds the black jockey boy statue has to be there too. And I'm like, oh, that's so nice. Yeah, we'll let you know. We'll swing by. Fucking get the fuck away from me. And then I couldn't stop talking. Um, You know, just like the conversation just went on too long. You know, I've got that. um, It's kind of like when uh, in the NFL, when, when the quarterback Drops back, he usually counts one, 1,000, two, 1,000. And that's about the amount of time before the alarm should go off and he should get the fuck out of there because he's about to get killed. Uh, spider sense. Yeah, I have that too in the conversation. It's like, this has gone on too long. I can't stand this. I got to move. Thank you. This is over now. All right. See you later. Damn it. Off we go to go get our dad. Before that, uh, Jim was over, my son, and he helped me. This big fucking snowblower I have. He helped me put it in the back of the fucking truck. This snowblower is so fucked up. And it's I cannot believe. For years now, I've been using this thing. And you get like one inch of snow. And then you, you use the snowblower. And it's so fucked up that when the snow goes in the thing and comes out the chute, the snow shooting out of the thing, it flies out like one inch. It's like a, it's like a, uh, a snowblower equivalent to my dick. 
There's no thrust whatsoever. Barely anything comes flying out. So there's something wrong with this damn thing. And I uh, I wheel it in to Gemmins. And they're going to help me. And there's a guy, an old timer, that I recognize who, um, remember I talked to you, I don't go to the Catholic Church anymore. And occasionally this will happen where I will see members of the Catholic, my local Catholic church that we used to go to. And now, okay, this guy has been there forever. Him and his lovely wife. I love him. His name is Pete and his wife is Deb. They're just so sweet. I love them. And uh, their son actually works at Gemmins, who's going to help me get my snowblower fixed. So it's kind of like a reunion of sorts when I walk in there. And he comes up to me, and he's got this look on his face. And that look is is uh, the facial equivalent of saying, where the fuck have you been? How come you haven't been in church in forever? And he wants to ask me that. I can see it in his eyes. So I just, I, I'm like, I don't want to have to answer him. I'm not prepared to even say anything. Now, as I walked out of there, I figured out what I would have said. Uh, but at the time I had no idea what I was going to say. Now, the truth is I can't go to a church that does not, uh, accept my daughter or support my daughter being that she is so gay. She's the gayest of the gay. And then, you know, you'll get people that'll say easy. No man, Catholic church. You can come in there. You can, you can, uh, they're, they're accepting to everybody. And it's like, the fuck they are. I can't do that. Well, why didn't you do it before? What was the problem before? It's like, well, I don't know. I, I didn't have anybody in my life who was gay. I'm, I'm a simpleton, I guess. But now it's like the, uh, my, my eyes have been opened. <laughs> Becca Shea says, and they rape little boys. Well, who doesn't? Come on now. No, it, it's, it's been a, it's been a, uh, kind of a process, but anyway, who wants to get into that story? Well, all you want to do is drop off your snowblower and, uh, and get the fuck out of there. The Pete comes up and, uh, I, all right. I'm like, okay, keep the conversation moving. Don't allow a pause. How are you? Hey, what's going on? How are the grandkids? Ready for snow? How about them lions? Been following college football? Hey, you're looking like you're uh, been working out. You know, this is all, these are all just, you're just, you know, trying to uh, veer him off the path. He's not buying it. I can tell he's just dying to ask me, where the fuck have you been? Uh, this guy is one of the um, Knights of Columbus, too, which I guess technically I am one of the Knights of Columbus. Oh, man. Nothing happened, though. Thank God. Eventually, um, I was saved because the guy who's working behind the counter um he goes, so did, so did you bring the snowblower here? I go, yeah, it's in my truck. It's right out back. He goes, okay, let's go get it. I go, yeah, let's go get it. Yeah, let's let's go. See ya. Bye. 
gone. Uh, we get the snowblower. Come back in. Got to fill out some paperwork. They're gone. They've left. I'm like, oh, thank God. Love them to death, but I, I don't want to. If it had gone the route of how come you haven't been to mass? I would have had the best. I would have just been honest. I would have said, well, there's some things on a personal level that are keeping us from going. And then that's all you got to say. Now, there's no way anybody is going to have to say, well, what? What are they? Maybe they would. I would have, that would have been terrible if I'm standing next to the Christmas display. Uh, that's what Stevie kind of gets at. You can just say it's personal. You don't have to explain. That probably would have worked, but I was, I was so, I want, I, I was even contemplating as I went up to say hi to these folks. Hey, how are you? So you're probably wondering why we haven't been at mass. But that'd be weird. Stevie says you get into your head too much or you got into your head too much. Well, I mean, I didn't do terrible. I just kept the platitudes flying. Uh, but I could just see it in my man's eyes that he was like, where the fuck have you been, motherfucker? Uh, off we go. Hopefully they'll be able to fix a damn snowblower. It was weird because you had some uh, new guy there and he goes, all right, it's 89 bucks just to get it in the door. I go, no problem. Let's do this. I want I take the uh, little thing that tells me the price of all this, what I just purchased. And I go over to the um, uh, cashier and uh, I go, here you go. And she goes, okay, $39. I go, the guy over there said it was 89. She goes, no, he's new. He doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. It's 39. You pay the rest when you get here. When you, when you come to pick it up, I go, all right, if you say so. I didn't have the heart to break into him. God, I love that place. They had um, a massive sale going on where you can get, like, the store-wide, everything 20% off. And they got, like, those uh, uh, grills that look like an egg. I think they're actually called the egg. It's like a big green fucking robot. Son of a bitch. One day only. And I walked in and all of Hudsonville was in this place. You know, um, all of the area was in, was in Gemmins in Hudsonville. First they went and they voted to not renew the millage for the Patmos library because they love gay books. And then they came with no black people to Gemmins to buy a green egg grill and Christmas lights and Carhartt shit and uh, those Blackstone grills that everybody has. Everybody has a Blackstone grill. They don't even have a house, but they've got a Blackstone grill. And they're like the greatest thing on the planet. It's like a big giant. It's like a restaurant in your house. I don't have one. I'm always like last to the party. So it was a uh, wall to wall, tall Dutch people, no blacks and uh, people happy that they voted against the Patmos millage, which by the way, that library, I've been talking about that library for the last year. Um, 
Third time's the charm. The millage passed for the library. So now the library suddenly stays open. This was the library that the local Hilljacks in this uh, in this community of Jamestown. It might as well be Jonestown because these fucking idiots are so brainwashed. These sick fucks where I live decided that because the library has a book that is called like uh, the Eating Pussy Chronicles or something like that, uh, Lesbian Power or some shit like that, they said, all right, we are closing down the whole library. You cannot have a library if you have a gay book. Um, so this, this went on and on and on. If you remember, there was certain, uh, famous writers who were, who were, uh, giving it, uh, money to stay open. They tried to get funding the last time and the Hilljacks like, uh-uh, fuck you. Well, they tried it again. Uh, Chris says, you know, the locals here call it a library. They, um, put the millage up again and they, I guess the library made one change and said that now when we have a book called sit on my face, uh, or whatever other gay books they have, when you open it up, there has to be like, uh, an indicator that, that the content is what it is. Now, if I own the library or if I was in charge of the library, I would put like a vagina on the, like what are those really wet ones you see in a really bad porno? If it's a lesbian book or a stiff dick going in a butthole, if it's like a gay guy's book. There you go. Third time's the charm as voters approve Patmos Library Millage. I think you can see that. No, you can't. That shouldn't be there. There we go. Uh, third time's the charm. After failing to pass in two previous elections, voters have approved funding for the library in Jamestown Township. Two previous millage votes that would have provided 84% of the library's 250000 budget failed to pass. It only takes 250000 to operate a, uh, a library? Well, I guess you just got a couple of people to work there, keep the lights on. The library's board of trustees adopted a content labeling policy on September 11th, 2023 to label the library's books on the inside with their subject matter and genre. This will be sourced by the Library of Congress. Because these labels are considered informational, the idea is they will allow patrons to make a more informed decision on the book's content before it is checked out of the library. It's a compromise that some voters that Fox 17 spoke with are in support of. If the millage hadn't passed, the library would have been removed from the Lakeland Cooperative's membership and would have, have had to cease operations on March 31st. Um, 
Okay, look, all kidding aside, if that's all it took to get the local hillbillies to calm down is a label on the inside cover, why the fuck didn't they do that to start? Is that all these hilljacks wanted? Honestly, if that's all they wanted, that's reasonable. It's hard to um, be standoffish and a dick face like I always am to the logic there. If the uh, difference between you staying open and closing is you open up the cover and there's a code telling you a little like uh, disclaimer or whatever the fuck on the content of the book, that's it? That's all they had to do? That's called a compromise. And then the locals went, because again, this is like the third time. They were like, no, if you don't, if you don't put the uh, PG 13 or the R rating on the inside of the book, uh, fuck you. We're not funding you. I'm having a hard time processing the problem with that. Uh, Dave says, yeah, but the Hilljacks were too retarded to put that into coherent words. Well, actually, this is the first time I've heard of it. Um, hindsight being what it is, if that's all that they wanted, the Hillbillies, um, well, I, I had never heard it. Chris says a parental advisory. It worked great for music CDs. Yeah. Who knows? my God, it's like with this show, whenever I post this show, I have to put that it is explicit content. I say bad words, poo poo, caca, pee pee. Uh, Stevie says, I wonder if they're going to put warnings on the Bible too. Yeah. Let's just leave it alone. Let's just, you know, okay. I get it. I know what you're saying. They have their library though. It's being funded. You can still get books that have uh, transgender people with strap-ons, which is one of the panels in that illustrated book, Gender Queer. I had somebody reach out to me when I was showing the panels of Gender Queer, which does feature um, all sorts of sexy talk in one page of this illustrated uh, book, the panels. It's like a graphic novel with an emphasis on graphic. Somebody wrote to me, somebody on Patreon, because I was talking about a Patreon. So it said, that's porn. What the fuck is wrong with you? I said, well, it's a little porny. Yeah. I mean, there's some pornish verbiage, I guess. Verbiage. What do, we, what do you say? Verbiage or verbiage? But so what? The point of the book is much more than just that. It's that there's many, many pages in the book. Got to understand whether you like it or not, there are transgender people in the world who don't have anything to turn to. So if this fucking book makes a difference in their life, just leave it the fuck alone. Relax. It's going to be okay. These people have a hard enough time existing day to day. 
Leave them be. Let them get their books of that have vag slime. Would I read it? No. Would I say to my, if my kid, okay, if I had a 10 year old came home and said, dad, what's vag slime? You know what you say to him? The truth. Just tell him what's up. Say, well, that's where babies fly out of. And in order to have a baby fly out of it, a penis has to go in it. And the best way to make the penis do what it's supposed to do is vag slime. Vag slime is key to creating new life. And that's what the book refers to it as vag slime. And then the kid goes, oh, wow. Or you can be an idiot and make up some fucking crazy fairy tale. And then the kid's like, what? Huh? I don't confuse them at all, right? It's already a weird time for them. They're figuring out how shit works. Dave writes, kids should get their straight porn the way I had to. Covered in spunk from down by the railroad tracks. That's a quote from something funny. All right. Well, anyway, you can get your Vag Slime book called Gender Queer at the Patmos Library. I like the idea of some rich bastard funding it and then uh, changing the name of it to like uh, a buttfuck university and just had actually get a giant fat head size image of Kyle Ryan uh, over here, putting it to his husband in his in his bunghole. Like nude Kyle Ryan on the building, on the side, having gay butt sex like he does. Which is totally cool. All right. That's what's up. It was election day yesterday. And boy, a lot more happened in election day. This is the Eric Zane Show podcast. Uh, Election day. Uh post cover it wait a minute post election day extravaganza is what i wanted to say i sound like i'm drunk the state of ohio this is a big one because as you know um not that long ago the supreme court said no more abortions we're overturning roe versus wade Now, a lot of people in the United States love abortion. I do not. It bothers me that it exists. But as I've said to you many times, uh, that's just me in my lane. I I can't reach over into my lane like road rash and fuck with somebody in their own lane who loves abortion. Like, let's say I'm on my motorcycle in my lane and uh, I got two hands uh, on the motorcycle and I'm keeping it right between the lines. And Stevie is next to me in her lane and all she wants to do is take that baby and uh, throw it onto the pavement. If she wants to kill a baby, 
it's not my job to tell her what to do. That's her. That Now, the baby's inside of her, let's say. Well, all she wants to do is get it out of her and have an abortion. I can't reach over and punch her, okay? I just have to stay in my lane, and she stays in her lane, and she gets an abortion. Women love abortions. Some women, they crave them. And I support their desire to have abortions. So I am team abortion, always. I'm happy when I hear about abortions. Because it's not my job to tell women what to do with their bodies. I've made this very clear to you. Now, some of you dumb shits are going to be like, "Uh, uh, I'm not listening. Fuck you. Now, fuck you. Who the fuck do you think you are? My God. Their bodies are their own. Leave them be. Unless, of course, there is a pandemic and you have to wear a mask so that you don't get others sick. Asshole. Becca Shea writes, sometimes women need abortions to save their lives. Kyle writes, pro-choice is the only right choice. Stevie says she knew that I would use her as an example for my uh, road rash illustration. The state of Ohio has followed suit with the state of Michigan. I think there's like nine states, somewhere around there, that now have made it so that it's actually written in the state's constitution. Okay. So, by the way, Chris writes, so stay in your lane unless it's a useless mask. The mask is not useless. Are you crazy? Of course it's not useless. I'm thinking about putting one back on. Anyway. Uh, Chris says, according to the CDC, it is. That is that is not true. You are You are absolutely cherry-picking that uh, to create something that is just not true. That's all you're doing. 100% not true. Um, anyway, where was I? Shut up for a second. Let me finish my fucking thought, you idiots. Uh, yeah, in Michigan, they voted on this, and it's actually written into the Constitution now so that it can never go back. And that's what you're seeing on a state-by-state level. Now, you get these dumb fuck southern states. They're going to they're gonna make it so that you can't get an abortion in those states. They don't care about the rights of women. I do. All right. And uh, so they're, you know, leaning on the Bible and shit like that. Whatever. No abortion. But Ohio... Uh, just passed issue one ballot measure enshrining abortion protections. It cannot be undone. The bell has been rung in Ohio. Right now, when you think of Ohio, you think of uh, football and abortion. 
People in Ohio are like, we won the abortion. Now we have to beat Michigan. That would make for a great year for people in Ohio. A majority of Ohioans voted to enshrine abortion protections in the state's constitution by voting yes on issue one. Polling Did you see that video? Of Ohio disasters in the state. That's like- a- that's, by the way, that's Andy Bashir. He won re-election against a Republican who was supported by Trump. Like flooding and tornadoes. A majority of Ohioans voted to ensure. See, these people, they're all voting for abortion. Enshrine abortion protections in the state. Right here, this video, this doctor is showing this image of a fetus. And then you, you hear the voiceover, so you can hear the doctor. But the doctor is actually saying, we're going to rip all this out with a melon baller. And then the baby's just going to be thrown into a fire. It's constitution by voting yes on issue one. Polling going into election day showed a majority of Ohio voters supporting the ballot measure. Additionally, the measure sparked a surge in early voting turnout. The victory for abortion- Look at all these women and dudes. This little kid here, he can't, he's so happy. They're all so stoked about abortion. Look at all these sick fucks. Every one of these asshole Ohio people, they're, they're, the floor is wet because- they know that babies are going to die in Ohio. Okay. Look at, they're so, ha- all these people are going to hell because they can now murder their babies. No problem. Abortion rights advocates in Ohio is also seen as a victory for Democrats across the country who have campaigned on preserving abortion access. Right there in those, okay. There was some Democrats across B-roll of these stickers that say, I voted. There's another role of them that says, say no to living babies or I kill babies with an American flag on it. The country who have campaigned on preserving abortion access and expanding it in a post-row world. That's, see this device right here? They're actually giving an abortion right now. World. Kentucky's incumbent Democratic Governor Andy Bashir also campaigned heavily on abortion rights, which his supporters say helped propel him to victory on election Yeah, night. that's what you do. Whether you believe it or not, you just say, hey, I support abortion. He's walking around at his campaign stops with like a T-shirt. And on the T-shirt was like, you know, a dead baby. And like Democrats across the country on Tuesday evening, Virginia... All these people love love dead babies. Democrats had a very good night compared to their Republican counterparts. This was especially a blow to Virginia government. Okay, so basically the Democrats had a great, uh, a great day yesterday in voting. Holy shit. Uh, Amanda says, I'm straddling the fence. It's like, well, no, I'm not. Not at all. I, I am happy that you can have your abortions. You should be able to kill your babies if you feel like it. Uh, Cole writes, you have to wear a mask so the other people already wearing masks and had 20 boosters don't get sick. Nick says people need to mask up their dicks and we wouldn't and we wouldn't need so many abortions. Kyle says, wow, it sounds like the MAGA fucks had a bad night. Chris says, this is precisely what shooting down Roe versus Wade did. It allowed the states to make up their own minds. Well, yeah, a little bit more work involved. But 
in my opinion, this works out better because we are able to see in plain sight all of the people who would prefer to murder a baby. And then you just decide for yourself. Kenny writes, Ohio, shitty football, abortions, and uh, chimera. I don't know what that is. Apparently, uh, Kyle writes that uh, Andy Bashir also came in to the uh, uh, post-vote party, post-election party, with an actual dead fetus. Brandis says EZ is not straddling the fence. He is annoying. That's nonsense. How could you possibly say that? Uh, Amanda says, I've said it before. Say what you want. You're pushing pro-life. That's ridiculous. That's like saying you're skinny. It doesn't make sense. Keep it up. Dave says the line ripped out the baby with a melon baller and thrown into a, into a fire. LOL. Almost crashed my car with that one. Brandis says, you know what you're doing, Zane, you dildo. Look, you dumb twat. Let me make this perfectly clear to you. I have an opinion about abortion, and you have an opinion about abortion. My opinion about abortion is that it's sick and disgusting and wrong, and I support your right to be sick, disgusting, and wrong. That's exactly what I'm doing. It's my opinion. Make it yours. You know what you should do? You know what you should do? You should go ahead and do the Brandis show. All right? And express and then sit there and indict me. I'm not indicting. I'm not saying anything negative about anybody. Chris from Buffalo says, I, as a man with a cock, cannot decide what women should or shouldn't be able to do. Kenny, who's not dumb like the women in this room, at least uh, Amanda and Brandis, says Eric said he isn't a fan of abortion, but he supports everyone's rights to be able to choose it. Simple. Uh, Amanda says, Chris, that's fine. However, do you feel that a woman that does have an abortion is a murderer? Well, that's none of your business. What do you care? You've got your right to do what you want, and I've got my right to do what I want. I'm not judging you or anybody. I support you. Nate writes, I agree with uh, Eric and the way he speaks about it. Abortions are needed and you should be ashamed, should be shamed if you try to get one and you don't need it. Perfect. Like, for example, I think they should be even more blunt with the language. Like, let's say there's a woman who has a health complication. All right. And, uh, the doctor says, um, the, or the, the patient is the woman. And she says, look, uh, I understand doc that if I don't get an abortion, uh, there's a risk that I could die. And the doc will say, yes, we must murder the baby. Oh, no, wait a minute. Have an abortion. Well, okay. 
abortion is another way of saying it, but we're going to, we're, we're going to go and murder this baby. We're going to get it the hell out of here. And it's murdered. This baby is so dead. That's what we're doing. Kenny writes, abortions are like hunting. Not exactly great, but sometimes needed. Um, Amanda says, you are so judging people, you dumbass. How? How am I judging people? I'm just calling it what it is. I didn't say you're bad. If I was judging, I would say you're a bad person. I don't think anybody's bad. That would be judging. You're too stupid to know the difference, though. That's why I'm not, like, mad at you, because you're super dumb. Uh, Brandis says, nah, be a woman. Be a woman, then. Come at me with that shit. I'm not giving my opinion. I just know what you are doing, and it's annoying. No, it's not. What are you talking about? It's fucking great. I'm the only one who's fucking honest here. Amanda says, so you think murdering isn't bad. It doesn't matter what I think. You, you've got what you want. What do you care? Who cares what anybody thinks about what you're doing? I'll tell you this. Uh, I agree with Kenny. Abortions are like hunting. Not exactly great, but sometimes needed. Absolutely correct. Absolutely correct. Uh, Brandis says it's like a woman who has to make that choice, enjoys it or relishes in the fact that she has to make the choice choice between herself and the child that she desperately wants. Look, you got to also understand I'm doing a show. I am the only person in the history of podcasting that can take something like abortion and make it fucking hilarious. I'll give you that. There has never been more fun talking about abortion than when I am. I am the world's premier uh, chit-chatter of hilarious abortions. And if the way I'm to get people to laugh about abortion is talking about how you are all murder lovers, well, then so be it. Look, you got what you want. You want to go kill babies, and you can legally do that. Just come to Michigan and kill some babies. Go to Ohio and be a baby killer. Kenny, who's finally getting it, says you can't take Zane 100% serious. If you do, then you turn into me. Yeah, these dumb twats like Amanda and Brandis are too caught up in their own feels to understand that it's a goddamn joke. So either go along with it or get the fuck out. I don't give a shit what you do. You idiots. You're playing right into what I want you to do. Uh, Chris says, for fuck's sake, how do people who have listened for so long not realize this is the show? I'll tell you why. Because it's always fun until it matters to them. Until it's something that hits close to home and that's always been the case and i i i know uh that when i do this show i sometimes run the risk of uh people getting pissed off and but the problem with that is as soon as i see that they are 
then it gets worse. Then it really is going to start to increase in intensity. Brandis says, "Mm -hmm, not a subject I will ever find amusing. Just me, though. I never take you seriously, like literally ever. All right. Joe Martinez says, just like when he talked about my Michigan team. Right. I made fun that they cheat every fucking game. Brandis says, I'm not pissed. Just pointing out you are annoying. Oh, it's wonderful. All right. So now I have to choose right now the four horsemen of annoying. Everything's changed. Um, because of Brandis and Amanda getting all butthurt about my abortion jokes. Which has always been the goal of this show. I have never ever opened my mouth on this show and not been fucking around. I am here to fuck around. That's that's my job. What do you do for a living? I fuck around. Uh, Brandis and Amanda are butthurt about my abortion talk. And have missed the point completely. Because they're women with small brains. So. Amanda is number one. Brandis is number two. Amanda is number three. And Brandis is number four. On the four horsemen of annoying. This is a rare moment. We have never had uh, all four spots occupied by women. It's always just Kenny. Tyler says, just remember, we're currently listening to Eric Zane. Eric Zaitunian is not speaking. Yeah, fuck that guy. Eric Zaitunian. If you were to listen to to the Eric Zaitunian show, I just wouldn't be talking. I'm relatively quiet. You would be surprised how I am, uh, how Eric Zaitunian is. Typically, quite just doesn't want to talk to you. Quite laid back awkward doesn't like you uh just wants to be left alone god damn all right that is my take on abortion congratulations to people in ohio you have earned the right to murder your baby and i support that right Amanda suggests I'm straddling the fence. Amanda should straddle an exercise bike. You make me so mad when you say that I'm straddling the fence. I think it's very clear. You're just too dumb to realize. Thank you to the audience on Facebook, X, and YouTube. Saying goodbye to you now. Facebook and Twitch brought to you by Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. X brought to you by Blue Frost IT. Leave me an email, eric at ericsaintshow.com. On the Shoreliners Striping Inbox.
Download the audio podcast wherever you download shows. And don't forget about Patreon, where Thursday is a big fraud Thursday. We will be delving into who is another, uh, who are these Ottawa County fascists with Stu McAllister. That will be a live show, followed by the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast shortly thereafter. Chris in Maine says, our old pal, fat-shaming, pro-brain-scrambler. I don't know what that means. Cole writes, thanks to Zane now, we all know what the right take on abortion is. Now, seriously, seriously though, if, uh, if people would just learn to leave other people alone, um, this wouldn't even be an issue in the first place. If people would just learn to mind their own fucking business. Uh, Joe Pellerito, the normal one, says, Eric, were you mesmerized by Western Michigan taking on Central Michigan in Maction last night? No. I don't really watch football. That's worse than uh, middle school. Nobody gives a shit about Mac football. Brandis says that's something we can agree on. And so does Amanda. Well, that's what I've always said, dipshits. That's been the point of all of this. You can't. At the end of it, say that's something we can agree on when I've been saying that goddamn thing for 59 minutes. The only thing I did differently for the first 58 was put a fine point on it. The last comment is a summary. You can't hear the summary and then say, yeah, we get behind that. It's ridiculous. My God. Oh shit. It's Wednesday. Time to call your dad. You're, you're right. I do have to call my dad for uh, dear meathead. Um, Cole says 600 seconds. I should ban them. You're right. I should, but I'm not logged in. I would otherwise. Um, Pellerito says the cannon at the Michigan State Central Michigan game or at the Western Michigan Central Michigan game. I don't know what you're referring to. So would you please send me a link if there's uh, something to, I don't pay attention to those stupid games. So send me a link to Eric at EricZaneShow.com. Thank you for the reminder, Kenny. All right. Okay. Let's get him in here. Oops. 
Hello. Good morning, Grand Rapids. Hey, do I sound like I'm in? I'm down in a well? No, this sounds great. Okay, good. Welcome. Thank you. Welcome, America. Yeah, that's what you said when you came to America. What happened? I think your value might be a little high. What happened? I don't know. I didn't do nothing. You tell me. It just went down for a while. Hey, just tell Joanne. She'll fix it. Hey, you're coming or go on. Hand me the phone, Hold on a minute. Hold on. We got to do some adjustments. Yeah, here. hey, it's okay. That's classic. Okay, can you hear us well? I can hear you fine. Oh, you died again. I died? Yeah, yeah it is called... Uh, he just went down a notch, right? You went down a notch. Well, yeah, but you, yeah, but you can hear me. I can hear you, but it's really... Uh, yeah? Yeah, okay. get Give it, give it, yeah, well, you know, it's because sometimes I talk louder, sometimes not so, not so loud. Okay, this sounds good now. So you don't want me to change anything? Well, a little louder. Well, uh, uh, hold on a minute. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, that, that's okay. It's okay. Morning, Grand Rapids. (laughs) Oh, that's okay. That, you know, it happens. All right. How are we doing? Doing good. I, I'm, I'm ready for you. I'm, I'm so ready. I'm ready now. All right. So dad, it's, uh, here we, here we are. We're just a handful of days away from Thanksgiving. Uh, it's going to be an absolute blowout bash again. You have to be excited as that approaches. Yeah, I am. This will be your 89th Thanksgiving. Oh, wow. That's I, awesome. Is that Thanksgiving? I got all my family right around me, huh? Now, of course, Thanksgiving is a uh, is an American holiday. Is it, Was there any equivalent in, like, Iran? No, we didn't have any of this stuff here. That was, we call them shenanigans. Okay. <laughs> like in the U.S., we uh, we slaughter a turkey. They didn't slaughter a camel or anything? <laughs> no. Oh. We just, we were just glad we could get around and get a bunch of grub to eat. Did you have a Thanksgiving day? No, we didn't have no Thanksgiving day. No. Um, when you were living in Iran, um, you know, you, you left in the 1950s. They had like automobiles, right? Yes. Did people ride around on camels? Yes, they did. I thought so. As a matter of fact, we live right at a river. Yeah. And uh, there's a bridge. There's a police department across the street. Yeah. And in a bridge that everybody goes over it and, and goes on top of a hill. People lived on that hills. And uh, we, we I'd, I'd go on top of the hills and sing the song called Again. Right, right. I remember you telling me about that, and then there's like camels just grazing around like people's dogs. Yeah, big, big, big camel, and then they had bells on them. They go the dong, the dong, the dong. Okay, so that is that the equivalent of like a horn on a car to let you know there's it's. A... Uh, I don't know that, but uh, uh, cars were kind of an accommodation. Uh, yeah. A lot of- Right, yeah, you don't see a lot of them. Did people decorate their camels like in in uh, to make them look no. like uh, no. special clothing? No, no, no. Quit talking about it. No. <laughs> All right, I get it. Bring it back bad memories. 
Okay. All right. Yeah, it does. A lot of memories. And, 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 and then that, that river, yeah. that was a huge river, was when everybody would dump their garbage in there. Oh, Lord. My and God. And go down the river. I don't know where it went. But it went. Wow. That, so that's a river you don't want to go in because there's garbage in it. Oh, no, 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 no. I mean, everybody take your garbage and dump it in there because it would travel. I don't know where. Well, but did you have to, um, uh, like, did you have running water? Yes. You 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 had plumbing. Well, I don't know about plumbing. I don't remember. Or did you have to go like get water in a? We had a pump. We had a big pump. Oh, okay, okay. I want to make sure that you didn't have to go and get the water out of the river. I can just imagine. No, 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 no. The river was not for us to touch. It was only just the garbage. (laughs) But yet, Grandpa wanted to throw Uncle Garo into the river one time. Oh yeah, I remember that. He was so furious. He lifted him up like the Hulk. Yeah, that was scary. Boy, that guy had a temper, didn't he? Oh, my God. When he looked at you mad, you better just die. Oh, Jesus. Man. Wow. Well, well there you go. The it, was. it was back then. People were people had different. They, they, they carried on differently. Yes. Um, all right. Randy in the great state of Wisconsin has. Uh, Hi, Randy. He, he writes, Dear Meathead. Uh, my daughter has been getting picked on by some boys at school. She asked them nicely to stop, but they have not. I said to her, look, you need to punch them right in the nose. My wife said, no, don't do that. What do you think she should do? And then I agree with the wife. Don't, don't punch the boys in the nose. No. How just, come? Just ignore the hell out of them. They're ignorant jerks. Yeah. You know. They think that's cute, too. Oh, let's pick on her. Right. There's no question that it's wrong, but, I mean, is is that asking a lot of a young person to just ignore it and take it? Well, I assume there's really no no choice in the matter. The only choice there is to get somebody else much tougher, much bigger is on her side, and he will get a hold of them and says, listen, buddy, well, you ever do that one more time. I'll take care of you. Well, I think he's he wants her to cut out the middleman and just punch her herself. Uh, you know, this is kind of like when you oh, when no, you uh, just, this is like when you hit that kid in school with your briefcase. Yeah, yeah, but that's different. What? Yeah, that was you. That was me. Oh, well, yeah, this is the same thing. It's just uh... no, the girls can't do that because you know you do that. That's going to remain with the person that got hit, and eventually they'll come back to get you. Uh, all right. Well, we we disagree. I, I I think if she decides to punch a kid in the nose, that's 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 the kid's problem. No, it's not. It's not the kid's problem. It's hers because this guy can bamboozle her and then nail her, and then uh, now she's got a big problem. So the kid can't bamboozle her and then nail her. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds weird. Hey, that's a new language. <laughs> Situations like this, we got to use that language. Oh, my goodness. All right. 
Uh, let's see. Chris writes, Dear Meathead, I was at Home Depot and I was picking through some uh, some wood, trying to find the best wood. You know how you kind of like look at each plank, see if it's straight, see if it's got knots? Yeah. Um, an employee said I was being too picky because I was doing that. I was like, oh, no, this one won't work. This one won't work. This one will work. Uh, I, Chris writes, I was a little frustrated that he assumed I was ignorant to know what I was buying. Uh, all I wanted was boards that weren't severely cracked and would be structurally solid. Uh, plus, and he says, plus I didn't make a mess or anything like that. Should I have explained myself to him? Uh, the employee delivered me a lecture in passing and then walked off. So basically he wanted some good, some good planks at home Depot and the guy at Home Home Depot was like giving him the business about it. Uh, should he have said something to the employee, like tell him to go to hell? No, you just tell him, look, bug off. I'm going to select the wood that I want and you stay out of it. I like that. Tell him. All right. So tell him, don't tell him to go to hell, but do tell him to bug off. (laughs) I tell him it's my time. And it's going to be my wood. Let me pick it up the way I want to do My time. Yep. All right. Bug off. It's my time and it's going to be my wood. Yeah. Eventually going to be my wood. Otherwise, I'm just going to pitch it to you and it'll be your wood. Yeah. <laughs> you're not building. You're not the one working on the project. I can't believe that that yeah. guy did that. That's ridiculous. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, Chris. You should have You should have said something. No. Uh, yeah. The guy should have said, listen, the decent guy uh, would say, hey, listen, can I help you to select a good one? You know. The customer's always right. Customer's right. There you go. Uh, Make them welcome. This one, it says, is from Lenny in Nashville. Hi, Lenny. Dear Meathead, I know a guy who has two very different personalities. One is very sweet and nice but boring the other is a real jerk but funny what advice could i uh tell this guy uh to stop being a jerk well if if you're confronted with them if you know at any given day ask them uh, what day is this going to be is this going to be a jerk day or a good day <laughs> So start. So you should see uh, Lenny sees this guy and says, "Hey, how you doing? I'm fine. Are you going to be a jerk today or a good uh, not jerk today? Are you going to be jerky today or are you going to be a good guy?" Oh, okay. Now jerk let guy. Him, let him realize that he's causing oh problems with the conversation. I think every I think everybody loves jerk guy because he's funny, but no then one really. So then this guy's this this guy's going to embellish that oh yeah he's probably gonna cry and pout the whole time well yeah that that could be but you're not gonna see him crying right right no all right very good let's see uh no i've got more here but i don't have them you better find a lot because i'm on a talking mode no i love it i love it uh chris writes dear meathead uh would you rather be in jail for one year 
or in jail with a Rubik's Cube and you get out when you finish it? Well, that's a tough thing to answer because, number one thing, I don't ever want to be in jail. Right, but... But if I happen to be there to shut my mouth and do my time and get the hell out and learn a lesson from that. I'm afraid that a Rubik's Cube would take me more than one year to finish. Absolutely. Well... But uh, I don't. I, I, I'm dumbfounded with that one. All right, no, no problem. Uh, Mark says, uh, "Dear Meathead, have you been following the story of the Michigan football coach Jim Harbaugh?" Okay. Uh, he he is. Um, they've talked about him uh, like cheating at football. Have you been following that story at all? Uh, well, the no. uh, the uh, okay the football coach. Um, people are saying that he's a cheater at the football games. Mark says yeah. if he, he should, yeah, should he be sent to the Island if he's cheating at football? Well, that's a tough punishment. How yeah. Cheat at football? How do you, how do you cheat at the football game? Yeah. Well, what he does is, um, uh, on the opposite field, they like have various signs with their hands which are like sign language to the quarterback to tell him what play. I see. Well, Michigan stole those signs and cheated, and uh, and that's kind of like how he had an advantage in a lot of games. I think you should turn him in. Well, he didn't. He got caught. Well, he got oh. caught, but he didn't. There wasn't any proof, so now he's like not in trouble. But a lot of people are saying he should be sent to the island. Yeah, they should, they should give him some punishment. Yeah, absolutely. No <clears throat> I have a lot of fans of uh, Michigan football that enjoy this show who, who who hate that, who hate that punishment, you know. Why? I don't know. Well, because they love their football team, you know. They might do that, but uh, you got some <clears throat> honesty going on. Yeah, I know. I know. Well, why did he cover their mouths when they talk then? Yeah, I think there was uh, hand signals. Oh. I know, but they're always trying to hide everything. And it, yeah, I know. It, and the camera's right on them, and people are watching their mouths. So yeah, it's 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 it's, uh, it's an absolute mess. It's an absolute mess. See, hey. You got my woman to talk. I mean, she talks. That means she is mad. <laughs> oh, yeah, she doesn't like that at all. Oh. Hey, hey, Dad, as we speak, I'm showing the audience a picture of you. Uh, you, I, you look to be about 35 years old, maybe 40. You got, you got, it looks like your eyes are barely open and you're holding a can of ham's beer and you got, and your smoke, you got a cigarette and you're dangling from your mouth. Uh, I used to. And you're wearing like a turtleneck. It's, it's hysterical. Oh my God. <laughs> he is, still is handsome. Are you kidding you me? What my wife said? Oh, he's a handsome devil. And yeah, then, that's what he said. She said. And then I got she a. <laughs> and then I got a picture of you and Joanne. Joanne's got a cigarette in her hand, and it, <laughs> this looks to be about 1982. You're both wearing a lot of gold. 
uh, and it, it appears like you have a super hairy chest, but you got a good portion of your body waxed or shaved. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't remember that, but um, you, you look like a, you look like a superhero that would be known as Chest Hair Man. <laughs> wow. What happened to my hair? I don't have any hair. I, I guess you wore it off. I've never seen such a luxuriously hairy chest. And it's like, you, it's like you're wearing a, a Kevlar vest of chest hair. <laughs> Man, I try to remember that. I don't remember that. <laughs> Holy cow. Chris says it looks like a turtle shell. Turtle shell. Holy uh, cow. I'll share that picture oh, with wow. you when I see you because it won't be long until I'm visiting over with you guys. I'm excited. Well, about I'll that. tell you. I loved your hair and chest. I, yes. It's, what happened? How did it fall off? I don't get it. I just got him. Oh, okay. I Yeah, that's mine. I've never had one. I look, my, I've got like four hairs. <laughs> Holy cow. You haven't got any on my face. What's going on? Right, I know, I know it. I well, we look like each other in the in the face. Joanne says you look uh, you look like me. Uh, well, as uh, as usual, it's another fantastic uh, um, uh, set of questions and answers. I, you know, you had said um, regarding the uh, kid getting made fun of. The girl, the boys are going to bamboozle her, then nail her. Yeah. <laughs> uh, bug off. My time, and it's going to be my wood. What you need to say to the guy at the Home Depot. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so that's all very, very good. Well, I appreciate the offer. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and I'll buy you a lot of that, and uh, I appreciate your conversation. Okay, Dad. Well, I love you guys. Okay. I love you too, honey. You guys have a good day. Yeah. Thanksgiving. It's right around the corner. I can't wait. I can't either. All right. All right. See you guys. See you at the round. See you. Bye-bye. Bye. There you go. Another edition of Dear Meathead. Ha, ha. Appreciate the offer, he said. Uh, Kent writes, no traits except the alcoholism. You see, that's a great joke. Uh, if I had traits of Brandis, I would be offended by that and say, that's annoying. That's not funny. That's, uh, oh, I'm an annoying pain in the ass. <laughs> Jerk. The hell. Um, all right. Dear Meathead, another spectacular edition of that. Uh, I already, I, I, I see that O'Neill is, I mean, he is getting some serious love. He's like on his back with the, all four paws in the air. Brandis says, who's the crybaby? You're the one keeping it going. Well, no, I want I, I'm insulting you. That's, that's the point. I'm trying to actually get under your skin more so than I already have because you let me know that I've been annoying you. So I figured I'd just keep doing that. You cry, baby.
Quit being a girl. My God. She says you cannot insult me. I already, well, I offended you massively because you didn't like my hot take about, um, I love the fact that women can murder their babies and you got all hurt. And I'm like on your side. You can't get offended at someone who's on your team. I'm team abortion. Think about that. You got butt hurt because I support your right to kill. You just don't like my nomenclature. That's all it is. She says, you annoyed me. I'm not hurt. Dick smack. It's the same thing. You can call it annoyed, but you're, you're, you're hurt. You need your safe space. Okay. You act tough going around on your dumb roller skates all the time, but you're really not. You're just a girl. Quit being a girl. All right? You're not that tough. You skate around in your silly skates and your bicycle helmets. Um, but you're you're not tough. I w- if I were on if I were in roller derby, I would obliterate you. I would be the best jammer in the history of jamming at roller derby. Cause you'd be too annoyed. You, you wouldn't even be able to think straight. You need your brain to participate in roller derby. And you wouldn't be using yours because you'd be all stuck in your feels feeling bad that I'm on your side to kill babies. That's all this is. I can't help it. She says, bah, that may be the funniest shit you've ever said. Oh, I would beat the shit out of every woman on the roller derby roller field or whatever the fuck it is. Corey says roller derby is for lumberjack lesbians. Rich says, best at jamming a cock in your mouth, maybe. Florida man says, speaking of jamming, I'm glad that Eric Zane supports the right for coat hangers to be jammed places to kill babies. Well, that is not what I said. Um, Medically speaking, abortion is the way to go. And women should be allowed to have abortions. I don't want to live in a world where there's no abortion. My favorite thing is in Ohio when they were all cheering and clapping in that video clip that we saw of all those people joyful about abortions. Fact, they went out and all got abortions last night after Ohio won the right to abort. That is the best place to have an abortion right now. All right. I have to catch up on some sponsors. 
And then I have more election coverage for you. The open and live stream of this show is brought to you by King's Room Barbershop. Three locations. Northland Drive, Caledonia, and the newest at 821 36th Street, right next to the costume room. Men get their hair cut. Men and roller, ber- uh, roller derby teams get their hair cut at King's Room Barbershop. Go to kingsroom.net for exact locations, schedules of your favorite stylists, and pricing. Thank you, King's Room Barbershop. Please mention your old pal EZ when you get your hair cut. The Grand Rapids Gold open up Sunday. Basketball at Van Andel Arena. Tickets as low as $14. Buy them online. Go to the Grand Rapids Gold website. You can get to there very quickly, either by clicking on their logo at ericzaneshow.com or clicking on the link in the show notes under sponsorship. Get there, buy tickets, and enjoy. Sunday the fir- is the home opener, is the opener, actually. Uh, 3 p.m. start at Van Andel Arena. I will see you there. Jacob Bennett is uh, excellent installation, flooring installation for your home. 616-318-0167. The cheapest, most effective, most professional way to have flooring installed is have excellent excellent installation in your home. 616-318-0167. Buy the flooring ahead of time from wherever you buy flooring. And then Jacob will come to your house and install it. If you want an estimate, reach out 616-318-0167 and get a free estimate today. Take him about 10 minutes, a little measure, measure. Uh, He'll do some math. By the end of the day, you've got your estimate. 616-318-0167. You get one shot to install the flooring correctly. Don't do it yourself. It's time consuming. You're going to fuck it up. Your wife's going to hate you. Have Jacob do it. 616-318-0167 for excellent installation. Also, the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage, 231-332-6505. Making dreams come true, especially for those who have never purchased a home before, first-time home buyer. You're like, okay, it's time. It's time for us to get into a home now, our own home. Uh, get pre-approved today, 231-332-6505. Or if you've owned your home for some time and you want to get some money out of it for whatever, Pay off a high-interest credit card bill, maybe a new roof, uh, go on a vacation, get an abortion. Uh, You can call Mario, 231-332-6505 today. Rich says, best place to buy flooring. Did I say that? What are you talking about? Kent says, can we all just agree to abort Ohio? Um, Mitch says, I heard Zane is working with TC Paintball to put the coat hanger crane game in all the lobbies. That's a horrible joke. 
Chris in Maine says, how about limit the number of abortions one can have annually? And then there is a bonus lottery like the deer hunting bonus pack for an additional antlerless deer. Rich says, looking for a place to buy flooring. Any recommendations? Kyle says, cash out refis are a great reason to murder babies. It's actually one of the boxes on the applications. Well, that's good. All right. I'm going to let you all look at cute O'Neill here. And Darla's on the couch too. Because EZ has to go potty. Stay right there. I'll be right back. All right. Uh, some comments. Let's see here. Uh, Jimmy says Z speed mobile abortion. Great business idea for someone mobile abortions. No, you're right. That's a great idea. I uh, could probably do it in the same truck. Those mobile blood donation things are in call the business plan. C. Yes. You guys are shitting bits. Then have Dale come by and, according to Jimmy, power wash the vagina. My God. Good work, gentlemen. I like those jokes. Okay. Now, closer to home. I've made this, uh, I've talked about this many times, um, how backwards it is where I live. All right. Uh, Kent writes, the abortion bus could follow around the bang bus. Um, So one of the things that's been going on here um, for some time is uh, there was a, there's a company, a Chinese company called Goshen. And um, Goshen wanted to have a plant. They want to have a plant here in Macosta County, north of here where they make batteries for electric vehicles. So they buy the property. State of Michigan says, absolutely. Come on in. Uh, This is big, big, big company employing thousands of people, uh, building a billion dollar plant in the middle of nowhere and putting all the locals to work, uh, a lot of people will be earning excellent money. Uh, like the average salary in Macosta County is like one or $2,000 every five years. These are fucked up loser people. Is it Macosta or Nuevo? I can't figure out. They're, they're kind of the same. I don't even know what county. I think it's Macosta. Whichever one that Big Rapids is in. Well, anyway. Um, so Goshen wants to, um, see they, if they build that plant, you can go ahead and, um, hire the work. It's, it, it is Macosta hire the workers. My God, you pay them like $45,000 up there. That's the equivalent of making seven or 8 million. Well, it isn't long before the right wing losers, decide that they don't want Goshen because the company has ties to communist China. And it's like, well, no shit. Of course they have ties to communist China. 
just about everything in your life has ties to communist China. The car you drive has ties to communist China. The clothes you wear has ties to communist China. The amount of Chinese products that have infiltrated the United States and you don't even bat an eye is staggering. And they're all linked to communist China. So these hillbillies uh, find out that uh, whatever people with Goshen have something to do with uh, communism and, and they're acting like they, they, they solve some great mystery. It's like you asshole. Every, every company that works in China is associated with communist China. And you don't care. But for some reason, these hill fucks thought that it was going to be like some weirdo uh, thing where the communism invades Macosta County and uh, freedom, freedom and, and uh, uh, fat fucks like Justin Barclay are having say no to Goshen rallies. It's just stupid. Nick says, quote, we don't need no goddamn Goshen as they stroll into Walmart. Jesus Christ. So um, the people don't want this this plant being built, but it's going to be built and it's going to be fantastic. And a lot of a lot of people in the community are going to be employed. It's going to improve the uh, tax base of the community. It's 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 win win all the way around. Donko says now that there's an employer, they'll all be able to afford the blue meth. But these dipshits don't like nice things. So they go into every small town in Macosta County and they have a a Patriots rally, you know, where that fat bitch KMK will show up and talk about how uh, big Goshen needs to go away and and fuck this and fuck that. Well, the uh, five members of the, I guess, Macosta County Board or whatever, um, believe it or not, well, they were stuck between a rock and a hard place because they know that this plant helps the community quite a bit. So they wanted this plant to be there. Well, but at the same time, they wanted to uh, appease the locals. Well, the locals were uh, not convinced. So they uh, got the necessary signatures and for election day, they were the uh, focus of a recall attempt. And it worked. Every single member of this board in that community was recalled yesterday by these hilljacks. God damn. This is that story. Recalls were on the ballot for voters in Green Township. Uh, Green Township. And sorry if the audio is low. That's uh, that's a Wood TV8 problem, not an EZ problem. The calls included the supervisor, the clerk, treasurer, and two trustees. They centered around the anger over the proposed Goshen EV battery plant. All five tonight now replaced. <laughs> News 8's Taylor Morris joining us live from the township hall there with more on tonight's big recall vote. Taylor. Taylor. 
Yeah, Brian, they threw them all out. Five members of the Green Charter Township Board are out tonight because of their support surrounding the controversial Goshen Battery Plant. Now, just a little bit ago, members of that board stopped by the township hall behind me to collect their belongings, clean out their offices. We went in there to ask them for comment, but they declined. Now, tonight's vote comes after a recall petition was filed by voters over the summer with claims the board wasn't listening to the voice of the people when it comes to Goshen. The battery plan has been a topic of discussion for months now here in northern Michigan. One man I spoke to earlier today who lives in the area said it's created a divide between residents, those who want to see the plant be built and those who want nothing to do with it. The petition was filed by voters to recall the Green Township supervisor, the clerk, treasurer, and two trustees. Tonight we spoke to the woman who helped start the recall petition. She says since speaking out about Goshen, she's received death threats and had signs in her yard taken down. The new board's ready and waiting to go into effect. Um, They want to clean up the township and and actually, um, you know, do some positive things for the community. Be accountable, be transparent. And we need that. We really do. And and these people that are, are set up are amazing people. Each one of them cares. Each one of them is vested into this community. And I think they're going to do Translation, Hilljacks. A phenomenal job. I always hate the delay, by the way. Now, earlier today... Like there's someone who says, I love the delay. Today, the clerk told me the election will be certified tomorrow around 1 p.m. And the new board members could take office as soon as that certification is complete. Live in Macosta County, Taylor Morris, News 8. Yeah, that was one of those, Taylor, that was getting some national attention. All five thrown out tonight. (laughs) Taylor, thank you for that live report. Mm Voters also defeating a library millage request in Green Township, 59 to 41%. Uh oh. There. Okay, that's probably similar. Brand new from Oops. Proactive. Probably similar to, you know, the whole Patmos library with the vag slime. Uh, locals don't like books for the gays uh, and shit like that. Uh, I love this. This is uh, this is fantastic because now these dipshits, all right, go ahead, do your thing, uh, and they'll fuck it up the same way they're fucking up Ottawa County. Um, in addition, the plant's going to be built. It's not like that board can say you can't build the plant here. They just kicked them out because they didn't hate the plant. If you're that bored and you wanted to remain on, they should have just lied and said, yeah, fuck Goshen. Yeah, Goshen's a bunch of assholes. Fuck them. And then you can't do anything anyway. Um, Aram says if the people don't want it, then good for them. No, absolutely. I it, And that's that's perfect. You know, uh, I we need more communities of idiots ousting normal people. Because this is yet another place you don't want to be, you know? You don't want to move into Ottawa County. You don't want to move into Green Township. You want to avoid places like this. So when this happens, this is good. Uh, Adam says, this is Ottawa Impact all over again, making sound economic decisions for the love of Christ. 
Uh, she has the don't you know Wisconsin accent deal. I think refer K Dub says referring to the woman that was interviewed there. Anyhow, the people have spoken. Yeah, for sure. And now you just sit back and watch dumb, meth-consuming, anti-abortion hilljacks uh, ruin a community. That's what they do. My God. Congratulations. I'm glad you were successful in whatever it is you decided to go over. Uh, All right, I've been meaning to get to this story all week. This is so fucked up. Smith's Smith Station, uh, Alabama, I believe. Pastor, uh, wait a minute. Yeah, it is Smith Station, Alabama. Community of Smith Station had a mayor and uh, he's dead now. Uh, he killed himself. He's the mayor. He was the mayor. And he was also the pastor at the Baptist church. Mayor, the honorable mayor, F.L. Copeland, known as Bubba Copeland. Um, so he's doing mayor shit. And then he, he does like pastor shit. Now, I don't know this for sure. I can't say, but I'm just speculating that if you're a uh, pastor in Alabama, you're probably at some point going to talk some of that anti-gay, uh, anti-transgender shit. I don't know for sure, but typically you would see that. Well, Mayor Bubba, Pastor Bubba, is uh, transgender, and no one knew. And a uh, a publication outed the mayor as, hey, look. Look what we found. And I guess the mayor was into like uh, home transgender porno and, um, you know, doing a bunch of freaky shit, which is totally cool. But they outed him and he killed himself. He fucking killed himself. I guess a lot of people were really fucking aggressive about it. And uh, that was, I mean, this is horrible. I'm not sure what the backlash backlash was to the mayor slash pastor, but I have a feeling it would be terrible. You know, you're in the deep South and, uh, I mean, this is, uh, here you go. This is, um, this is the mayor who frankly makes a cute woman. I have to say, I mean, even as a man, he looks very fluffy and like adorable. You know, this is like an adorable fluffy guy. That's like the term for um, if you if you refer to someone as fluffy or curvy, um, it's much safer than referring to them as like a fat pile of shit. You don't want to do that. That's a big no-no. Curvy and fluffy. But look at this adorable smile when he is dressed up as a lady. That is a curvy girl. I I think she's like, if I was walking around at Meyer and a woman who looked just like this or a dude that looked and said, oh, easy rhyme. You got a nice pooper. 
I'm going to be very flattered. I'm going to be, I, I might, you might even, I might even, um, I mean, I don't think I would be, I, my dick would get plump if I realized it was a dude. But if I went into it thinking that's a chick, absolutely. And I think that this guy is, looks, is a great looking woman. I mean, this has Mrs. Kenny written all over it. I think that if this was actually, if Kenny knew that this was, thought that this was just a woman, born a woman and is a woman, Kenny would love her. That's, they, they have the same curvy type of appearance, you know, curvy and fluffy. They would make an adorable, curvy, fluffy couple. Okay. Brandis says, sounds like another case of mind your own fucking business and leave people alone as long as they're not hurting anyone. My gosh. And that's exactly how I feel about this story. I actually hate this story. I was very, very sad to hear that um, this guy took his own life. This is fucking horrible. Um, it should not be this way, but that's, that's what happened here. This, this publication outed the mayor like against his will and just said, Hey, guess, look what we got. And that fucked him up and, uh, actually took his own life. And a bunch of people are super, super upset about it. Um, this to me is the equivalent of like, um, Daniel Shepard, um, that was the kid in Wyoming, the gay kid. And then the locals, I think it was Wyoming. They like killed him for being gay. It was fucking horrible. Um, let's see. The only thing I think that would be weird here is if in the story, they mentioned that the mayor and the pastor spoke out against transgender people. And, and I guess I don't know that. Um, in 2016, Copeland challenged incumbent, the incumbent mayor with the vision of growing the Lee County Hamlet. I wanted to work with the businesses we have in the city to help them grow and understand their needs. Uh, he said during that campaign, you know, he's talking all business, wanted to create a chamber of commerce and go outside the city and recruit, re recruit new businesses. Uh, this place could blow up if we had somebody with vision seven years later, the vision was coming to fruition as he was grappling with the growth, but trying to maintain Smith stations, loyalty to its small town roots. Uh, Copeland led his city through horrific devastation of a March storm that also led to an EF four tornado. Here's the mayor, uh, Trump was president at the time. Trump visited uh, after the tornado. There's the mayor, one of those emergency management meetings or whatever the fuck. Uh, Copeland earned the respect of local elected officials. Lead pastor at the First Baptist Church in nearby Phoenix City. Owns a small store. By all accounts, he had a busy and meaningful life. However, during this time, he also had a secret life playing out online on social media and Reddit. Smith Station's uh, mayor operated social media accounts as a transgender woman under the pseudonym, pseudonym Brittany Blair Summerlin. 
This has got to be the best-looking transgender person I think I've ever seen. Real cutie. Cutie patootie. A transitioning transgender curvy girl that loves smiling clothes and shoes. Let's chat. So, um, hasn't outwardly done this, but it says here, uh, trans, so transitioning, wanting this to happen, no doubt, but yet still trying to, I mean, here, that, that would be very scary to me. Um, The profile includes regular posting of Copeland in various outfits, some more racy than others. He also posted boudoir. Is that how you say it? B-O-U-D-O-I-R. Pictures of himself in women's underwear. Well, I got to see that. I'm telling you, this was great. She is hot as fuck. It says curvy trans woman, and then it looks like um, in this picture, there's a lot blocked out, and I don't know if you could see like a ding-dong there. That would be kind of weird. I would have no idea that this was uh, a dude. None whatsoever. Uh, All right. A little bit more on this. Um, despite maintaining what appears to be an active online alter ego, Copeland continues to perform his pastoral duties at the first Baptist church, regularly preaching and singing. Um, in the several media posts, Copeland can be seen wearing several articles of his wife's clothing as shown by her social media. Okay, I guess this is Copeland with his with his wife. On the left is Copeland. That's the mayor. And then that's his wife. Right? No. No, I'm getting that wrong. This is his actual wife. Okay, and she's wearing that top. And this is the same this is the mayor wearing the same top. I get it. I think the internet sleuths kind of, I thought, oh no. I thought that the wife was him. Well, that's how good the mayor looks. The mayor is, I mean, great makeup. Great makeup. Jimmy says, I hate it when my girlfriend has a bigger penis than me. Come on. The guy's fucking dead, Jimmy. You idiot. The hell is wrong with you? Um, additionally, Copeland regularly commented on other posts, referring to himself as a thick transgender woman and encouraging other transgender individuals, individuals to go on hormone replacement therapy. Copeland also posted transgender porno, often giving vivid captions, describing being a whore and getting fucked. Okay, well, you know, I mean, whatever. It's not, I'm not going to judge anybody because they announce, hey, I want to get fucked. I mean, who gives a shit, right? Uh, during an interview with 1819 News, 1819 News is a publication that outed the mayor. 
Copeland confirmed that he operated the account and was featured in the pictures. He claimed it was only a means of getting rid of stress and called the postings a hobby and a fantasy. He also said his erotica was purely fiction. After the interview, Copeland promptly deleted the accounts and asked them not to be made public due to his family and position as a pastor. Um, Copeland initially denied having any knowledge of the accounts, but when he was made aware of the social media evidence, he quickly admitted to running the page. He also said that his wife was aware of his activity, but no one else in the community. All right. Um, this is terrible. This, this should not have been a big deal. Um, I, I can only hope that, I mean, it's, there's nothing good in this story. Uh, he eventually then took his own life. I just don't know the circumstances as to what, I mean, how cruel were people about this? Uh, I'm guessing it was horrible. Um, I, I don't know. I think that if a person does that and I mean, at the worst, what can possibly happen if someone knows that you like to dress up in women's clothing? You know, um, I can, I, I don't know what people said to him, but fuck that had to be like burning on the back of his brain at one day, someone is going to find out about this. It almost seems like you'd be better off the first step when you decide you Darla, when you want to do something like this is actually to just say, Hey, uh, I want to have a talk with everybody. This is what I like to do. Okay, I am a hot, fluffy woman. I'm also the mayor and a pastor. And you're just going to have to fucking get over it. You know, just kick down the door. When you try to be sneaky about it, I'm armchair quarterbacking. I don't know. It's just It makes people think that they got something on you when they do find out the truth. Um, so there's all sorts of people that have posted... Um, towards this 1819 at 1819 news about how that because they outed him they actually outed him um how terrible they are because they they basically caused a man's death and it's hard to argue with that it's hard to argue i don't know how whoever runs 1819 news is able to look at themselves in the mirror knowing what they actually did they outed the guy and now you've got a wife with no husband. You've got um, kids whose dad is dead, took his own life. Motherfucker. All because idiots uh, have a problem with someone's sexuality and can't fucking mind their own business. Jesus Christ. Brandis writes, people are horrible and so mean, though. It must be so difficult. Uh, Kristen Maine says, verbally abusing someone is not okay. But should someone venturing down this path of transgender erotica be well prepared for the attacks, considering the well-chronicled history of this over the past decade? Yeah, I think that's on him to some degree. Okay? Just to protect your family. It's foolish to not bottle that up. I mean, whatever, just keep it inside. Why do you have to, why, why, why did you have to do it that way? Still wrong. What happened to you? And they are, they are accountable, but it, it's, it was reckless. 
reckless. And again, armchair quarterbacking it. You're right. It shouldn't be anybody's business. But at the same time, I don't think the world is ready yet for this type of uh, main. It isn't that mainstream enough where someone can just like, if I just suddenly, hey, guess what I like to do and announced it. Even if I did that now, uh, as open as I am with everything, there would still be people like, oh my God, that's fucking terrible. It's so bad. Ah. Come on now. I bet you thought that I was going to announce that I dress up in women's clothes there. Um, Chris in Maine says that level of kink makes three C's to the back of the neck tame. I don't know what that means. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not sure what that, what that is. Um, Just a goddamn awful story. I think we have our asshole of the day. It's got to be 1819 news. We'll find out momentarily. Uh, all right. I'm having mouse problems here and it is making me unhappy. Uh, thank you to Frank Fuss from My Policy Shop Insurance. Uh, helping audience members out with insurance. Now, let me spell this out for you. You work and you have insurance from the boss. It costs you very little for that. And then the boss says, we also offer you family insurance. And you're like, oh, awesome. Great. Wife, two kids. But that's not nearly as cheap as the insurance that you have. And you get the choice of like, one or two different variances on the on the uh, on the policy not a lot of wiggle room and it costs a lot how about you choose from hundreds of policies and pay uh quite a bit less than what you're paying now for your employer's insurance this is new this year with healthcare.gov and enrollment is going on now till december 15th so you call frank and say yeah i'm employed i don't need insurance but my family needs insurance he helps you with everything, and he does it for free. Um, you keep your earning below a certain threshold that the government tells you uh, is the threshold, and it's quite high, actually. And then you get a uh, government tax subsidy to pay for a good portion of the premium each month. So what you pay to insure your family costs less than what you would uh, pay for the insurance through your employer. It's worth investigating to see if you qualify to see how much money you could save. Um, you're not going to save thousands, but you'll save hundreds. You could very well save hundreds of dollars a month. If this sounds like it's worth the 10 minutes it takes to talk to Frank on the phone, I suggest you reach out to him. Uh, buyinsurancehere.com. B-U-Y insurancehere.com for my policy shop insurance. You have till December 1 to book with Joe Martinez. Him coming to your house to tune up your furnace. Now, I mean, you can do it after December 1, but what I mean by that is um, you get it free up until December 1. You see, he's teamed up with DTE Energy. 
and DTE Energy will pay the $79 for the furnace tune-up. So you call Joe right, excuse me, right now, 616-516-8579. You schedule it before December 1. He shows up. He does the work. He leaves. That's it. You don't pay a dime. He takes your information, passes it along to DTE, and then uh, they pay him. He's the only person in West Michigan who's allowed to do this. Um, thanks to, thanks to DTE. This is a message that Joe got on his uh, phone. I wanted to schedule a furnace tune-up. I heard your sponsorship on Free Brand Hotline, so I wanted to uh, call and set something up. You could give me a call back at 616-752-0802. It would be much appreciated. Thank you. Which one of you idiots called Joe and said that you heard it on the Free Bear and Hot Wings show. I wanted to schedule a furnace tune-up. I heard your sponsorship on Free Bear and Hot Wings, so I wanted to uh, call and set something up. You could give me a call back at six. By the way, I, I doxed him on the first one. Sorry about that, whoever that was. Don't call him. Tyler says that's totally Ryan. I don't know about that. One of you dicks got me mixed up with free beer and hot wings. Aram says Joe must advertise on free beer and hot wings too. Well, that's the thing. He doesn't. So I'm convinced it was one of you ding-dongs who misspoke. Well, anyway, doesn't matter. I get credit. Batting last in the lineup today is Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV, 616-532-6600. Get your vehicle repaired at Irvine's. Oh, my gosh. That will be the site of the great food giveaway number four. What? Number four. 616-532-6600. All makes and models, EVs, hybrids, they do it all. At Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid and EV. Early bird pickup, late bird drop-off. You get a uh, loaner car if you want, if you need one, while they fix your car. They do it all at Irvine's. Go to their website, ervines. That's ervines.com. Check out their Google reviews. Google reviews. Uh, the asshole of the day is brought to you by TC paintball. As we finish up, uh, this show, 1819 news who outed, uh, mayor Copeland. What a bunch of fucking assholes. Horrible shit right there. I'm sorry. I even had that as the last story on the show. Kind of like took the air out of the room. After, uh, I mean, not all the air in the room was taken out by Brandis's whining. Uh, I mean, I was able to expertly put the air back into it, but very difficult. Uh, foolish of me to finish with that story, but it is a unbelievable story. It's definitely worth mentioning. That is my time. Thank you for being part of it. NFK, Queen of the Forest, 
Susan Benny, the one-eyed wonder dog. For Milo and Lincoln. Have a great day. I'll talk to you on the Patreon. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.